What's up, monsters? Welcome back to the Wake the Monster podcast. Today, we're continuing with the leadership alphabet. Today is letter C, and we're talking about criticism. Criticism is the most important thing that you can receive. Not praise, not awards, not accolades, not raises. All that stuff is nice, but it all says, keep doing what you're doing. All that, all the positive, all the things that we're striving for tells us to keep doing what we're doing. Now that's good, that's okay. I am the number one fan of raises in the entire world. I don't love money, but I love what money gets me. Security, family, a couple material possessions, but experiences. Money gives me the opportunity to get experiences, right? You know, Daniel Tosh has a has a great joke about this, and he says, like, hey, money doesn't buy happiness. And he's like, oh, but it buys me a wave runner. You ever see somebody frown on a wave runner? Nope. Right? Everybody's got a big smile on their face. So I love raises just as much as the next guy. Accolades, awards, praise, recognition, all that kind of stuff. That all comes when you're doing a great job, and they're all important for managers, bosses, leaders, supervisors, whoever's in the position of leadership, it's important for them to give, if it's us, it's important for us to give accolades and awards and recognition to high-performing team members. You know, we don't give awards to the the, the poor performers, because right? it just motivates poor performance, it tells them to keep doing what they're doing. And if they're doing a bad job, you don't want that. But they're important and they're good to have and they're good to receive. I haven't received too many in my career. I've gotten some of the important ones that I like, but you know, I feel like there have been times where I maybe earned one and maybe got passed over, but that's all water under the bridge. That's all history, so it's irrelevant. Praise, honor, recognition, all the positives, it's all good. It's all important. It's all stuff that an organization should be offering and providing to the people that work there. I agree, and I love it. But all of those things tell us to keep doing exactly what we're doing. Tells us to keep being exactly the same. Keep remaining in the place we are right now. None of those things tell us to keep moving forward. None of those things tell us, hey, you need to change the game. You need to change something. They don't, it doesn't make us rock the boat. It's not, it's not how, it, it's not what praise and accomplishment and recognition does. It tells us, keep doing what you're doing. A lot of times, a leader will give you an award and they'll say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. But that's wrong. That's not, that's not how we should be looking at our daily actions. We should be looking to make incremental improvements every day. Not big drastic ones. We're not looking to change the world overnight. We're just looking to get 1% better. And if 1% is too big, half a percent better, a quarter percent better. Something positive. Something on the positive side of zero on a number line, percent better. If it's 0.00001% better, we're looking to get that percent better. That's it. It's the whole objective. In life, fitness, business, Lifestyle choices, just 1% better. Awards don't get us there.
They keep us the same. Criticism gets us there. Criticism is the abrupt moment where you run into a wall. Right? You ever play football as a kid out in the street, right? So I grew up in a in a suburban ish, you know, suburban area basically. And no, we didn't really have a ton of parks near my house, but we would just play football out in the street, play touch football, play tackle football in the street sometimes. It doesn't matter, right? But what is parked on streets? Other cars. You know, so you ever go out and you play football and you're running around and you turn around to look back for the ball and the ball's coming in, all of a sudden, boom, you hit and you fall down. Wow, you ran into a car, right? Now you're hurt, now you're crying, now you're all upset because you got injured or because you fell down and you ran into a parked car, right? That's a joke when you're a kid. Oh, you ran into a parked car and all your friends are laughing at you. That's criticism. That's what it feels like. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks to receive criticism. True. But it's the biggest gift a leader can give. It's the biggest gift a leader can receive. It has to be given and received effectively, especially if you're the leader giving it. Oh, it's so important for you to give it correctly. But for you to be open to receiving it and not just from your bosses. You sh- as a leader, right? If we want to earn that term leader, we want to work through the leadership alphabet and earn that term leader. We need to be able to accept and execute on criticism from people below us or parallel to us, right? Same level. It has to. We have to be able to accept that. Not only accept, but execute on it. Recognize that, hey, somebody sees something that's not working. Time to change. Change means improvement. Your objective in change is improvement, all right? That's the goal, 1% better. So how do we give criticism in an effective way, all right? Constructive criticism is a term that we hear a lot. Constructive criticism is good criticism. You know, as a leader, we don't wanna, I, we talked about this in bravery. Bravery is not going in and yelling at somebody. Bravery is not creating conflict. Bravery is about conversation. Criticism is the same thing. Being willing to criticize somebody means that you are a brave leader. Sitting down with somebody and saying, listen, these are the things that we need you to get, we need to get you to improve on. I'm going to criticize your work capabilities or your productivity or the results that you are currently producing. We are going to criticize those right now because they are subpar, they are below the performance standard, or they're below what we think you are capable of because of what you've shown us in the past. So as a leader, you're saying, here are your deficiencies right now. Now let's build an action plan that I can help you execute to achieve in the future. That's how to give criticism effectively. You tell the people, you tell the individual what the deficiency is. You have them work with you to develop an action plan. Always important about the corrective plan. Corrective plan has to involve the person being corrected in the decision-making process. If they are not included in the decision-making process, you are just dictating to them what will happen. Less result-oriented if you are just dictating what they will do. The person being criticized needs to be involved in the resolution. Involved in that we call it an action plan. Involved in the action plan to to correct the behavior or correct the performance. And then you are helping them execute the action plan to achieve the desired result. It's just behavioral theory learning. That's all it is, right? So that is how you give 
corrective criticism. Or that is how you give criticism. But that's really easy to say if you are the one in the leadership position. Right? Looking to be the leader. We're not calling ourselves leaders. Okay, We are looking to be looked at as a leader. We may be in a leadership position and not actually a leader. All right, Two different things. A does not equal B in this scenario. If you're in a leadership position, it is simple to give criticism to somebody below you. You have the power. right? So you could do it ineffectively and still that you did your job. You did the bare minimum of it, but you did your job. You did it wrong, but you did your job. Doing it effectively means sitting down and having an actual conversation, right? How can you give criticism to people above you? There's no special trick. There's no magic to this one. You do the exact same thing. You ask for a meeting with the person in a higher position than you. You say, boss, I got some concerns. I think these decisions you made, I think these actions that you've taken, I think your performance in these areas have hindered our team's performance. I have some suggestions to make a resolution to, to improve. I hope you're open to them. I hope you understand that this is not me criticizing you as an individual. This is me saying, hey, I think there's areas that we can improve and I really want, I really need your execution to improve the team. It's the exact same thing. You don't change the way you interact with somebody just because they're in a higher level of power, right? You treat the janitor the same way you treat the CEO. That includes when you are giving criticism to people. There's no reason to have a different conversation. They're, st- they're the same human. They're the same species. When we're talking about people, when we're talking about working in an organization, working in a business, an industry, whatever it is, there's no reason to talk to your subordinate any different than you talk to your superior. This is not. If you are doing that, you're showing one of those two people that you're weak. If you are pandering to the superior, but then having regular conversations with your subordinate, your subor- if your subordinate sees that, they're going to be like, oh, I got a weak leader. He can't talk to his boss. I'm going to step all over him. I have no respect for his power. Right? Like I can just leapfrog him and go to his boss and then his boss will come down on him and he'll walk around like a poor little puppy like that'll happen so when you give criticism whether it be down the chain or up the chain you just do it the same but you have to do it correctly for that theory to work you have to do it in a way that hey this criticism is meant to improve performance of you or the team and I, my objective here is to help you or us get better. Those two things have to be the center focus of criticism. And if they are, then you will be able to talk to the janitor the same way you talk to the CEO. Because they will understand and believe that your objective is just improvement. That's how you give criticism. No different. No different. Consistency. No different. All right. Now, here's the hard part. How do you receive criticism? I love the concept of an open door policy. Come walking on in. If I'm in, if I get uh, if I'm in a position where I have an office, walk in. If I could remove the door entirely, I would remove the door entirely. I've heard about leaders do that in the past. I love the idea. That includes for criticism. That's not just hey, I have a problem and you're the leader with the power to solve the problem. That includes 
hey, sir, ma'am, I have an issue with you. I have an issue with what you're doing in a leadership role. And I would like to have a conversation about it. Now, receiving criticism, the way you receive it, is going to be a lot different than the way you give it. Because you cannot hold everybody to the same standard you hold yourself to. It's not feasible, it's not possible, it's not logical. All right? If you are holding other people to the standard that you hold for yourself, the standard for yourself is too low. People will always let you down. In a minimum level, they will say something silly that you disagree with or that might be slightly offensive, and it's like, oh, man, I wish you hadn't said that. They just let you down. People naturally will fail. When they fail, that is letting you down. You cannot hold people, you cannot hold others to the same standard you hold yourself. If you do, you are not pushing yourself hard enough. That includes the way we give criticism. So as a leader, if you want to be looked at as a leader, you need to be willing to take criticism from everybody up and down the chain to include the people who are going to come to you very emotionally. They might be emotionally charged about a coworker that they work with. They might be emotionally charged about you, about the decisions that you made and how it affected their lives or their ability to perform their job. You come down in the leadership role and you say, listen team, while we're behind on schedule, we're gonna need to come in this weekend and get the work done so we can get caught up. You better believe you're gonna piss people off. People are gonna come to you, hey, I got childcare issues, I got this, I got that, I was supposed to go to the lake, I was supposed to do this, all sorts of stuff. You're gonna have a million problems. You need to take that criticism and find a solution. You need to take that criticism, even from the emotional people, and hear through the emotion. Because it's acceptable for them, especially the people that are below you. They don't have the power. So really, the only thing they can do, if they don't feel like you can hear them naturally, is to get louder. If you have that happening on a regular basis, you need to reevaluate the way you are leading. Right? You probably haven't earned the title of leader. But even if you are the person who has earned the title of leader from your team, being in the leadership role and treating your team as though you are there to help them succeed, you're still going to have moments where people get emotional. It just happens. It's nature. You have to be able to hear through people's emotion. You have to be able to not be offended when they're emotional because of something you did. That's how you receive criticism, by hearing through emotion, removing your emotion, right? Remember, if somebody gets excited and somebody starts yelling, the first thing you want to do is yell back. You want to match, right? It, I mean, that's, that's that fight or flight. That's that bear gets into the woods and bear gets real tall. The other bear gets real tall. Two bears are they're going to try and posture and try and dominate one based on height, right? We do the same thing. If somebody gets loud with us, our natural reaction is to get loud and match, right? But it's very, it's very uh, disarming if you don't match. You stay calm. You hear, you listen to what they're saying. You allow them to express themselves. You don't challenge the way they express themselves. You allow them to express themselves. It makes for a much healthier work environment, especially, especially if they know that your office is a place that they can safely express themselves because then they're not going to take it out on a teammate on the floor. They're not going to spread poison 
amongst the people that you are trying to lead. It'll make you an effect, a more effective leader by default. They'll have more trust in you. If you allow them to come in, that's what, I mean, if they're coming up and they're emotional about something going on in the work center and you're the leader of that work center, they are emotional and criticizing something that you have control over. Your first reaction will be to emotional and match them. That is the wrong reaction. Allow them to be emotional. Allow them to express themselves in your office. Right? There may be a moment where you need to say, hey, listen, okay, I understand. I want you to continue to express yourself, but I would like to just, can we keep it respectful, please? Right? There may be a moment where you need to bring them down a little bit. That's your judgment based on the scenario. But generally, you want to have a space lack of a better term, we'll call it a safe space, whatever. But your office should be that. You should have a space in your work center that you, somebody can pull you aside and be expressive. Especially if you're in a high stress, high pace, high demand type work environment. Right? If I'm on the flight line, if I'm doing my aircraft maintenance stuff and I'm on the flight line, it is high stress. We have minimum limits of equipment. If we are below that, that means the mission can't get done, which means either... There's combat troops that aren't being protected and, and looked after, or there's humanitarian aid and food and people are starving because our jets can't take off. And it might be because of my shop. That's high stress. People are going to get emotional in that place. They're going to get overwhelmed and they're going to express themselves. You need to have space for it for them. If you want to be an effective leader, give it to them. Be the one in there listening to it. And then take their criticism and execute a solution on it. Allow them to have input on the solution. Think about how that, how de-escalating that is. How much more involved in the work center they're going to feel if you allow them to suggest or create solutions for whatever made them so emotional. It's a fantastic leadership concept. But it all comes from criticism. Yeah, one story before we close out. When I was in ALS, it's called Airman Leadership School. Um, anybody going from E4 to E5 in the Air Force goes through ALS, Airman Leadership School. And there's an award there called the John L. Levito Award. And the John L. Levito Award is essentially the overall top grad. Uh, it's based off of the grades you receive and then, you know, your performance throughout the course. But then there's two voting categories and every student is eligible to be voted for. One voting category is from the instructors and one voting category is from your peers, so your other classmates. And depending on the, the base, my class had 38, I think, students total. And I won the John L. Levito Award. It's one of the proudest moments I've had in the Air Force, specifically because of the fact that that award is an award that you receive because you are recognized as a leader by your peers. It's not some commander coming down and giving you a medal that's nice, but you know, you're going to get them just by being in for X number of years kind of stuff. You know, it's not your supervisor writing an awards package for you and you get in a quarterly award. It's literally the people that you worked with on a, on a regular basis, looking at you and saying, Hey, if we were out there in the real world right now, I would look to you to lead us. So I was very, very honored to receive that award. Absolutely, absolutely, one of the proudest moments of my Air Force career, especially when you know I had my, one of my closest friends and my wife there, and 
you know, the whole, it, the John Oliver is a big deal. So the whole crowd gets up and cheers and, you know, all senior enlisted leadership show up and you get a standing ovation for the award, which is, I didn't know, you know, but, um, you know, the point's not to brag, the point's to tell a story. Uh, it's something, I, I, I love the fact that I received that award and I'm very grateful for my classmates for, for voting it, me for it. But you get to make a speech if you receive that award and they tell you don't make it long and which is great because, you know, even though these podcasts have been long every now and then, I don't like the idea of standing up and telling people what to do and how to do it or anything like that. So I get up on stage and, you know, all of us are about to sew on E5 or in the Air Force is staff sergeant. You know, an E5 is the first rank that you actually have to test for. Every rank before that, all you have to do is stay in for X number of years and not get in trouble and you get your rank. But E5, you actually have to earn. So to me, it was the first rank that I was actually proud of because it was a rank that I knew I earned. I had to go and do something extra for it. So I'm standing on the stage in front of all these other people who are about to be staff sergeants, just like me, all these senior leaders, chiefs, officers, all that kind of stuff. You know, and, and I was just like, I want to talk to my class. You know, and I said, look, we've accomplished something today. We've graduated ALS, but this is not the end. This is literally the start. Staff sergeant is the first thing that we actually had to go out and earn in our Air Force career. Now is where we start the work. So thank you. I'm honored. Now let's get to work. And then I walked off. And, you know, my, my point of telling that story is that my peers saw me as a leader because my attitude is always to move forward. And that's the way I interacted with them. Now it's time to get to work. Now it's time as a supervisor to go help people. That's the way I handled ALS. That's the way I've handled my entire career. And it, it's turned out well for me. I've been successful. You know, I, I think I've been successful. And that's the idea. Help other people. And that includes allowing them to criticize you. So leadership alphabet, letter C, criticism. Appreciate you stopping by. I hope you like the podcast. If you enjoy it, leave a five star. If you didn't enjoy it, leave a one star. Either way, it lets me know how to get better for the next time. If you're on YouTube, leave me a comment and let me know what you think letter D is going to be. Appreciate y'all stopping by. Go wake your monster. Peace.